0: This podcast is part of the Frederick Podcast Network. Learn more at listenfrederick.com. What if you possibly overpaid for something, but later on realize you got more than you were hoping for? That, my friends, is the story of Disney and the Marvel Cinematic Universe, also known as the MCU. Now, doesn't that, those letters sound scary, the MCU, like the name of a very dangerous substance or some frightening machine? However, it really represents what can happen when you see a product worth buying, buying it, and you give it the financial freedom to become something so much greater to be, than it was to begin with. But before we get into that, let's introduce the members of the Fantastic Four. They are Reed Richards, a.k.a. Brian Donahue. Hey,
1: everybody. It's cool to be called Reed Richards today. I dig it.
0: We have Susan Storm, a.k.a. <laughs> Adina Mignona. Did I say that right?
2: You act. Yes, that was that was really close. So yes, worried that was about that. Perfect. I
0: really was. I was like Mary you, Poppins. You'd reach out and punch me.
2: <laughs> but Susan Storm, I'm the I'm the Invisible Woman, right?
0: But you're but you're smart. You're I'm the invisible. you're one of the people that make That's things happen. Horrible power.
3: <laughs> I have issues with that.
0: and we have johnny storm aka the human torch aka chris fox
3: cool i'll take it so he's he's hot baby he
1: (laughs)
0: yells a lot about star trek too not as much as i should
3: apparently according (laughs) to a lot of people
0: (laughs) and you have me ben grimes aka the thing aka Steve Merkin. So, <laughs> uh if there's anything you'd like to share uh before we get into our discussion, please do. I leave the uh the, the table is open to anyone to say anything. So are, oh sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you go.
3: I just wanted to ask a question. Are we, what Fantastic Four are we? Are we 2004 or oh, was it 2005 or we like the 2015? <laughs> I, I, which I it watched
0: while in Hawaii because, you know, in the evenings it's quiet and everything. We, we watched, I think, the latest of the Fantastic Four films where oh, they went okay. back to the origin of it. It was horrible. I'm That's sorry. what I heard. It was just. I mean, Doctor Doom, who's supposed to be this evil character, who was barely in the film. It was, no, but but I go back to the Fantastic Four. Excuse me, the Fantastic Four of the comics that I read as a kid, and actually the animated series that came out in the seventies. That was always kind of. I remember
2: that. I watched that Mm -hmm. as a kid. Yeah, Saturday mornings. Yeah,
0: yeah. There's yeah.
1: I I don't I don't have anything to say. So I'm going to say something. It's <laughs> okay. good. All right. I love that. <laughs> Go ahead. I'm going to say that my participation in this episode is just going to be smart Alec remarks every now and then cuz I think the three <laughs> of you know more about MCU than I do. But even before we came on the air, I'm like, wait a minute. I loved Hawkeye. I loved uh, the other one with Captain Shield, whatever. And, yeah. you know, th- I loved those. So I think I know more than I think I do. Yep. But just a just, word of warning to my co-host here. This might be one-line city for me today, folks. That's okay. okay. That's okay. <laughs>
0: okay.
2: That's encouraged.
3: Maybe I'll have the to- the snark star,
0: or the Considering how <laughs> you know, little I leaf. knew about uh, Lord of the Rings, Uh, Right. You'll probably do a lot Mm -hmm. better than I did. Okay, Okay. Brian.
2: So speaking of Lord of the Rings, it's one of the things I wanted to bring up, you know, as we talked about Lord of the Rings a couple of weeks ago, and I talked about doing this like walking challenge and signing up for it. I I did. So since Mm -hmm. I've signed up for it and I've already gotten my first medal. So I walked like 140 (laughs) something miles to the Shire. And I'm holding it up for, you know, obviously everyone Look listening can't that. see. But it's this oh like metal oh, cool. and it, it has a like a little envelope. It says, Keep it secret, keep it safe. And if you open it up, there is an actual <sighs> ring in there. Oh, oh how it's nice. Nice. Awesome. It's my first medal. That is so now by cool. the time this episode airs, I'll probably I <clears> have <throat> the second medal by then.
1: Right. Um, and our Lord of the Rings episode won't air until couple more weeks from recording this so (laughs) yeah well ladies and gentlemen we don't necessarily record these in a row and air them in a row so just Mm -hmm. so you know behind the scenes um fun fact trivia there's my one-liner i'm ready to move on
2: there you go but yeah that and then i've been just reading uh, a lot of science fiction and science fiction related books Mm -hmm. to include i listened to finally the audiobook version of will wheaton's still just a geek
4: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. And
2: it was interesting. Uh, some of the stories I've heard several times already, just because I, I, you know, follow him on social media, but there was still some stuff I hadn't heard, especially, you know, so he's very open and public about the trauma that he's gone through and his mental mental illness. Mm-hmm. And so even with all that, there were still some stories uh, I hadn't heard. And so I'm going to, you know, I, I definitely think getting the book it's you know if you like autobiographies of you know trek actors and such it's a definitely interesting and good although you know buckle in if you do the audiobook like i did because hearing him read his own stuff in his own voice especially the trauma part it's it can be there are a couple parts mm. that were a little um if you're triggered uh, there were some parts that were very unsettling mm. but overall good and i'm not i'm not triggered so i was able to get right. through mm. it um And it's still cool to hear it in his own voice. I like that stuff.
1: Right. Right. Well, I'm, I'm speaking of books. I have um, just gotten mine back from my editor and have revamped it and it's on to another level, another stage. Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited about it. We're figuring out um, is there more I want to add to this or do I want to keep it novella and do a three story, Mm -hmm. three book arc? thing um and so that's where i'm kind of leaning but stay tuned for that that's i sent it to the guy who's going to be my audiobook narrator to to read it and get some feedback so i'm um, pretty pretty excited about that mm-hmm.
0: and uh, for me i'm actually rereading the good that men do in anticipation of writing an article for TrekSphere entitled mm-hmm. star trek Mulligan in that the book corrects the mistakes of the last episode of enterprise if you haven't read the book it's a gem it really okay, is it's cool. a gem That's good. To okay read. and it, it when weeks. you read it i mean i was at the convention a few years ago and brandon bragger was on the stage and supposedly manny Coda was there but he was stuck in traffic so he wasn't there and people were asking you know calling out about the last episode these are the voyages and i just i stood up and I went, if you guys are unhappy, read this book and then you'll be happy. And I keep saying it every time I hear anybody, see anybody on social media complain about uh, these are the voyages. I say, go ahead and read this book. You'll be and it's, satisfied. It's
1: literally called Mulligan.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm calling the article Mulligan. Oh, okay. Okay. Because What's Mulligan, the book, called? the book is called The Good That Men Do.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay.
0: Yeah. But I'm calling the article Star Trek Mulligan because <laughs> in golf, if you make a mistake, You're given another chance by getting a mulligan. And so that's what I think this book is. I thought mulligan
2: was for all sports. I didn't know that was just. It it is,
0: but it started off in golf. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, since we're through that, let's get into the meat of our discussion. And the MCU's first film it released was Iron Man. This was in 2008, a year before Disney's purchased the firm iron man earned about 585 million so far in worldwide since its release robert Iger, the ceo at disney saw the potential and paid four billion dollars for marvel studios even though the prime marvel character was spider-man and he was owned by sony (laughs) or even the x-men which was owned by 20th century however there must have been a lot in development that caused Disney to spend as much as they did for the MCU in 2009. They had just <clears throat> three years earlier spent four, $7.4 billion for Pixar. Another Disney purchase was Lucasfilm in 2012 for the same amount as Marvel, and we know how that's worked out. So how did that purchase pan out? In 2021, Marvel Studios was worth $53 billion, and the 29 films released through this year have earned worldwide $27.4 billion, with only $6 billion in production costs so far through all the 29 films. That works out to be a 456% return on investment in the the films alone.
1: They missed it. They made a mistake. That's all.
0: <laughs> the change in value since its purchase by Disney in 2009 has seen a one, excuse me, one thousand three hundred twenty-five percent increase in value over its initial purchase price of four billion. Not bad. So, in addition, there have been a number of TV series that come out of the purchase, and the biggest prize, as Yogurt said in Spaceball, was merchandising. Oh yeah. So let's get down to what the Big Sci-Fi Podcast does best. Let's talk about the MCU. Since the MCU is so big, I have supplied my fellow podcasters with data from the wonderful folks at Wikipedia to help us in the discussion. But Brian's already said what he said. So let's <laughs> let's just get going. And I, I came up with some questions, and I'll throw them out, and you can answer as, as you'd like to. Well, well can the- I ask
2: a question first? Sure. Because yeah. just to, you know, what, what's confused me mm-hmm. is why does the MCU start with that Iron Man movie? Like, why doesn't it include, you know, Marvel movies from before? Like, for example, the Tobey Maguire Spider Man,
3: mm-hmm. which because is still those. my favorite
2: Spider Man, honestly.
3: <clears throat> I agree. I'm over, with you there. Over
2: little Tom Hall, I love
3: Tom. Tom. I'm adorable. a Tobey guy. I'm a Tobey guy. I, I like but... Yeah. Uh,
2: no and, I, and I, there's nothing wrong with the tom holland spider-man uh-huh. I, I don't know i don't, there's nothing wrong with it but i just i like the toby mcguire better i thought the first that first movie in that series actually the first two were fantastic so why yeah. are those not actually part of the mcu
0: they are part of they are marvel studios but they were right. released under other production companies oh, they, yeah, were they were done released. through 20th century or paramount or so on so the MCU really began with the Disney purchase. That's when it became the Marvel Cinematic Universe.
3: Right, because I think Sony, so Sony, like, they still technically own the rights for, actually, I'm not sure how the Spider-Man stuff works out. It's very now, complicated, now it's, but. Now it's
0: been, like, a joint ownership now or yeah. between okay. Sony and, and There's some Disney. weird
3: agreement, but, like, I but by the time when they did Iron Man, Sony owned <laughs> Spider-Man, so they couldn't really include Tobey Maguire in the gang as, like, part of that canon
0: yeah it was actually i believe that iron man and so on the the hulk and those characters were all part of still part of the um marvel studios and so when disney bought marvel studios they got him it's the same same reason why when disney bought uh jim henson productions they got the jim henson productions but they didn't get sesame street because that was separately from that so that's Part of the business world of that. So, okay.
2: um well then, so what about into the the Spider Man the Into the Spider Verse movie? Is that considered
0: what the, is, the an- what is the that? animated one? Yeah, uh, which, which is also the, of-
2: like the best Spider Man movie too. That's
0: like yeah. just a
3: separate
0: separate thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that is is also, also the, the
3: video games, which are also separate. <laughs> well, I,
2: I guess because before before looking into it for this episode, I mm-hmm. I think I mistakenly thought that. All Marvel movies were part of the MCU. I guess no. I didn't realize that it was a subset
3: of yeah. Marvel movies. Yeah, so yeah. it was only every like the movies from 2008 to <laughs> mm-hmm. now that are like specifically Disney Marvel. Yep. But then mm-hmm. there's like, but now of course there's all the stuff around X Men. Like, are they going to come back into the universe because that's owned by Fox? Mm-hmm. Um. So there's just it's a lot of like weird licensing and well, they they had a little uh, it,
0: I, the last film that came out, which was the Doctor Strange movie. They do bring in the um, X Men into it. Um, they do. I don't, oh yes,
3: yeah, they uh, they do. Right. Yes. yes oh, am I forgetting? Of yes, course they cer-
0: do. Certain certain actor appears in it uh, as a cameo from so, the X Men movies and Star Trek films. But are we getting into? Are that. we
3: are we going to be able to do spoilers with all this, or do you want to like keep it spoiler free?
0: After twenty nine movies, I think right. we can go ahead and say what we would <laughs> okay. like to say. I think yeah. we can we can, talk-
3: we can put a spoiler
1: alert.
0: Yeah. Okay, it's it's okay If you haven't watched any of these movies yet, I I, I am surprised. But you're you're surprised that when I started to look at the list, I didn't think I'd seen that many. And I've seen every one but two of them.
3: Oh, wow. Oh, which are the two that you didn't see?
0: I have never seen the Hulk from 2008. Probably
3: not a bad thing.
0: That's right. What's what I heard? And I have not seen the latest Thor movie, but I'll be able to do that. In two days when it pops up on disney plus so gotcha. <laughs> um, yeah so that'll be the last but i've seen them i've seen them all surprise that's why i you know i i picked this subject because um it, it's if you look at them mcu versus dc oh a gosh big difference <laughs> yeah. there's a I'd big difference in those you know it, it's 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 not quite star wars versus star trek but it's definitely each one has its own um direction with their characters and films Mm -hmm. and how they do them
3: well it was because dcu was trying to like play catch up
0: to the mcu
3: where they're like oh they brought in all of their big guns so we're gonna have to jump right into (laughs) oh we got to get we got to get like the big three together like yeah. almost instantly. Marvel Did you has, just
2: coin the term DCU, or is that actually in common that's use?
3: Actually, a term. I hope I'm actually saying it right. It's like, is it the DEC or the DCEU? Well, because it's, it's like DC, the, right? Yeah, DC Comics, right. The DC. DC Cinematic Universe. So DCCU,
2: DCCU, D squared okay. U.
3: <laughs> yeah, I think so. Something not, like that.
0: Not the not. The I wish I could take credit for it. Okay, well. If hopefully maybe you do. You get a dime every time someone says uh-huh. it. You figure. Yeah. Out.
3: Yeah, exactly.
0: Uh, yeah. I, so uh, amongst all these films that are out there, these 29, is there is there one that stood out from you that you enjoyed the most? Go ahead. I'm Brian.
1: raising my hand. And so <laughs> uh I have to say Black Panther huh? is got to be my favorite hands down. I just I just I loved almost everything about that film. It was just fun. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, it had a very positive, uplifting thing about it. And um, I just, I just thought it was great. I loved, I loved that actor. He's a great actor. Mm -hmm. Um, And the cat suit is phenomenal. I mean, it's just,
0: there's, there's a beautiful poster at children's hospital, a big poster of I believe the actor's name is Bozeman
3: uh yeah chad uh chadwick chadwick no. chadwick. Chadwick. Is it? chadwick yeah yes
0: and he's leaning down and greeting a little patient wearing a black panther mask it's oh. absolutely beautiful That's and there's really a cool. guy that you know he worked right up until the end mm-hmm. with cancer a brave individual yeah um and i really like civil war too but yeah
3: civil war is cool
0: mm-hmm.
2: i've only seen bits and pieces of the various captain america movies i mm-hmm. think as as they've come on tv I've, mm-hmm. I've watched parts that i've i had a hard time getting into them uh so i don't think i've seen any of the captain america's from beginning to end
3: oh interesting yeah, yeah. cap one i think is a bit harder to get into but winter soldier i think is where like captain america like hits the peak and then of course you get <laughs> civil war mm-hmm. um yeah, for me this is hard because, like, I would say my top three would have to be Iron Man one, mm-hmm. Iron Man two, which I know mm-hmm. is a controversial thing because people did not like it, but Sam Rockwell for that for me saves the movie, and then the first Avengers, like mm-hmm. twenty twelve, just because that mm-hmm. was that was a moment, and then I like the other ones a lot too, but I think those three are the ones that I would I consistently go back to and rewatch all the time.
1: Yeah, Sam Rockwell, uh, you're talking—he's the Hulk, right? Uh so that no so the Hulk Who? was
3: first played by um uh oh, why can't I think of his name? Yeah, fantastic Edward actor. People don't know well, Edward, oh, Edward
1: Norton, Norton. Edward Norton, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then it was Mike Ruffalo, but Sam Mark Rockle, Ruffalo he played who's um uh he played Justin Hammer, like the the Tony's rival weapon uh weapons manufacturer. Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of really great oh, lines in that in that he's movie. He's a
2: real good bad guy. <laughs> I'm so yeah, he is, is so
3: he f- is so fun to watch. Yeah. And he does this really cool, like, if you want to have fun, like, just look up Iron Man 2 dance scene, where Sam Rockwell's coming on uh, stage to do a press conferencey thing. And mm-hmm. he does this, like, really cool, like, footwork. He to... does that, like, in
2: every movie he's in, too. Oh, yeah, I guess that's true. Going, going back, I think the first movie that I was aware of him was Charlie's Angels.
3: Okay, he was in Charlie's Angels, the I Drew Barrymore, I, you oh know, Cameron goodness.
2: Diaz, Lucy Liu. I don't
3: the, remember that, him the first, in that. one, mm. yeah,
2: yeah, re- yeah, because he that. he was um Drew Barry, I think Drew Barrymore's love interest for a minute and then t- before he turned out to be the bad guy. Oh, okay, that oh, was a great, oh, that was a great, I, need to, I love that movie,
0: yeah. Um, well, well for me, mm-hmm. okay, I did not want to watch any of them. and. When I learned that they had made the Iron Man into a movie, I told my wife, I'm not going to go see it. I (laughs) refuse. I I refuse because I read the Iron Man comics as a kid, and I knew that they were going to screw it up after seeing what they've done with other superheroes from the books and from the uh, comics. And so my wife comes home one day and she says, my friend gave me the DVD to Iron Man. We're going to watch it tonight. And when the movie was over with, I turned to my wife and I said, I have to apologize. This movie was spectacular.
2: So are and you implying that you didn't like the X-Men movies before that or the Spider-Man? You know, like the kind of like the pre-MCU? I
0: because they weren't really they uh, weren't the comics I grew up on. They weren't the characters I grew up reading as a kid. And so to me, it was like, you know, you're you're giving your own spin on it and so on. Uh, I, I did like the Spider-Man movies; they were good, but it just, it just didn't really, you know, take me in. And then when I watched it, I, I was just, I was, I thought I was an idiot for having been prejudiced. Well, you I know, was prejudicial. I was you know, prejudicial against it. Well, you know,
1: your experience though is not unlike into Star Trek fans who refuse to watch the Next Generation. Once they finally gave in right. and watched it, they're like, "Holy cow! I've been missing Once? out."
4: <laughs> well, that's yeah.
0: just it. And and that's and that's just what happened. But I, I to me the the origin films for each one of the different characters, Iron Man, Captain America, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm. Each one of those films gave a new twist on the Marvel universe and made it even better as it went yeah. along. Mm-hmm. I like origin yeah, stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just, I mean, you just you get to watch them unfold. You get to learn who Rocket. And you learned out that you know, it's Bradley Cooper doing the voice for that. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my God. It's great. You know, <laughs> yeah. it, it, there's just they, they 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 Marvel or Disney hired the best they could get. And they gave them the freedom to do it. And that's and, the same theory that worked over at Pixar.
1: A-list A-list actors, too. Mm -hmm. Um I mean Edward Norton with the original Hulk, well, you know, the major motion picture, the first one they did, remake of the Hulk, um, was a huge actor of the time, fantastic actor. Yeah. It just it just there the chemistry of the whole film just didn't quite work, in my opinion. There were parts of it, of course, like we always say of every film. There's Mm -hmm. some cool stuff in it for sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Edward Norton is is cool, but just it didn't quite work mm-hmm. um, and so to see that Disney now kind of revamp everything, put the budget behind it, put the a list actors, fantastic storytelling for the most yeah. part, I've got some things to say about what I dislike about this, and just a oh little. yeah there's uh, lots please, that's, that's
0: what we're supposed to talk about here, what you know we, we what we love and what we dislike, you know, yeah. so what I dislike. Yeah,
1: I can't stand the Thor films.
0: I can't. Even Ragnar- which, which ones have you oh, seen? Have you seen, seen them Ragnarok? All? I, I haven't seen the
1: latest one, but I just, for me, I, I don't like the humor in it. Mm. To me, I just it doesn't, and maybe that's me. It's an expectation thing, mm-hmm. and a lack of knowledge about the comics, and what have you. But I just, for me, the humor just turns me off. Like I. I don't know. I just, that's just, and that's weird because I love humor. I love comedy mm -hmm. for some reason in this genre. I just, the humor in the Thor films in particular is just kind of weird to me and over the top. Whereas when you throw in humor, lace it in with what's going on, like Mm -hmm. a lot of the other movies, um, it doesn't seem quite over the top, but maybe it's supposed to be for these films. Maybe that's the whole point of it. I don't know.
0: That's one of the problems I do have with the MCU movies as they progress. The origin films are always simple to the point and they introduce the characters and so on. But as they start to grow, they get, they get too big for themselves. It's like when we went to go see uh, Endgame, three hours of film, right?
3: Endgame, I thought, was really good, though.
0: There's a sequence in the film where I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I got up and left the theater, which I never, ever do. But I had to go. And I came back and I, told, I asked my wife, Elaine, what happened? She says, nothing really. They just had a fight. Nothing happened. I went, good. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem is I, they get so big, they become this giant weight. Right. And then they bring yeah. out another origin film. And they go, oh, this is good again. Okay. Mm-hmm. so Except one thing, The Eternals.
3: I'm changing my oh, answer. I'm changing it. my that answer. That brutal.
0: That Actually, movie.
3: You know what? I had fun with the Eternals because Dylan and I watched it and we basically uh, just made fun of it for the whole movie. And it was me, but it was so much fun. Just it was bad. But one thing I want to say about Endgame, which is hilarious, is yes. that because it was so long, I can't I, I got to go see if I could find the article. But there was an article written about like basically a guide to when you should go to the washroom. And it's like, if you get to this scene, you can go to the washroom at that time because you're not going to miss anything. Mm-hmm. Um But I would say like they get too big in a lot of ways. But I've also felt that even though I love the comedy, that they started off being action superhero movies with comic elements. Mm -hmm. And as it's progressed, it's become they've become full, full, uh, full out comedies like Thor, Love and Thunder. uh... I think it's funny, but it's it's too much of a comedy. I, here's 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 so why i don't I like, it like it because
1: okay. i'm changing my favorite <laughs> marvel movie right now because i forgot <laughs> about this huh? is i love the film black widow
3: oh black widow was fun i, I never that. saw it
2: there's that still was, so many that i have not seen
1: that i just felt it was so well done it was engaging mm-hmm. uh, you felt like you were getting backstory and you know a lot more of backstory. To her oh my my god and you get it's, to meet everything it's just, I it it had humor in the right places for mm-hmm. me. It had f- fantastic actors <laughs> in it and the special effects, just killer amazing, but it had real feeling too. It wasn't just over the top comedy make, you know, it's, I get, I get that people like that and want just the happy go lucky with the action and adventure and sure. fantasy stuff. I totally get it. Not, mm-hmm. not her. It's just not my thing. Or my stick is, I think Chris would yeah. say. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And so Thank I Thank you for using stick. I appreciate it. You're <laughs> welcome, <laughs> my friend. But Blackwood, I'm watching the trailer right now. As a matter of fact, I'm remembering it going, man, my wife and I both just really, we got done watching that and we're like, wow. That was but great. See,
0: and that's the I- cool I- thing. Because when she was introduced in Iron Man 2, I mean, she stole every scene she was in. Absolutely. Yeah. You know? And so those are the kind of things that, that progress the progress it, but then they get over the top again
2: yeah see yeah. i like i think my favorite actually I, I was thinking hard on whether or not i wanted to say iron man because i did love the first iron man movie yeah. mm-hmm. but i think for as a favorite guardians of the galaxy absolutely is, is it is it for me so iron man's number two but yeah I guardians in, of the galaxy and the humor yeah. in it that for me that's it's perfect
1: well and that yeah, I felt fits. like like that was sorry Chris, like like that was I knew that was gonna be humorous mm-hmm. from the start. I yeah, or when I first watched it. Right. I was like, <laughs> what in the world? This is not what I was expecting and <laughs> eh, I don't like it. Sorry, Chris, go ahead, friend.
3: Yeah, I think like for some reason I find like I, I haven't seen Guardians 2 in a long like I think I only saw it the once mm-hmm. in theater, so I haven't <laughs> seen it since that one but, comes on
2: TV a lot.
3: So I'm catching parts of
2: that a lot. I should be going Mm -hmm.
3: back and go back and watch Guardians 2. But I remember with Guardians 1, I thought the humor was perfect where it was funny, Mm -hmm. but it seemed to fit more than with Thor. But I don't know. It's like, because my issue with Thor Love and Thunder, and we can get into this a bit later, but I just feel like the new movies aren't, they're like, they're so self-contained that they're not really impacting the greater greater universe. Mm -hmm. And now I feel like I'm spoiled where, MCU like even if you go right back to Iron Man 1 it's like Iron Man 1 leads to you think you're the only superhero and then it's like oh my gosh there's more of them so every movie seems to like build and make something bigger Mm -hmm. but then Thor I felt like okay it was just so much of a comedy that it didn't really it didn't really do anything for the MCU it's like it's a fun movie it was fun to watch for two and a half hours but Mm -hmm. then That was kind of it. I kind of forgot about it. I remember some of the jokes were funny. Some of the jokes like the goats were kind of irritating, which Brian I don't think you're going to love that movie. That's probably (laughs) one to if you really want to get caught up. That's definitely one that I would say, do other stuff while you're watching it, because I don't think you would have fun just watching it for two hours if you're not into the, the humor.
1: What are some suggestions of other stuff I should do while watching this film?
3: Uh, I always <laughs> like folding laundry when I or like folding laundry, Great, I find is yep. something that takes your mind off of things, but you can still focus on what you're doing. OK, that's mm-hmm.
2: 10 minutes of the movie. You have like another like 15 <laughs> zillion hours. <Oof. laughs>
3: that's true. That's a good. How point. about a
0: puzzle? I... Build a puzzle. What you
3: well, OK, like here's the thing. Like, <laughs> okay, on do you, you. have thank like you. a chore? writing it down? Do you have a chore day where you're like okay, get the laundry done? There's a bunch of recycling I gotta take out. I probably clean up the kitchen. Uh, If you and then you just take your phone or whatever, like your iPad, and you just like do all your things with it. Play. So, so we're gonna change
0: the movie. We're gonna change the name of the movie. It's gonna be called Thor Love and Laundry. Thor (laughs) Love and Laundry. Perfect. Okay, so
1: (laughs) I have a suggestion from Steve and Chris. Adina, what do you suggest I do while (laughs) watching this film? so i forget what film we're talking about already it it doesn't Uh, matter well
2: so that's the whole thing it's (laughs) it's the mcu it's a a significant commitment to really like keep up and actually i was talking to a friend of mine this weekend um so shout out to carly if she listens to this because the phrase that i'm gonna use you know came from i think that was the the phrase she used was it's a significant commitment you -hmm. know to to be part of and really be able to like be into this so while i've seen a handful of movies Mm -hmm. and i and i like what i've seen yeah okay there are a couple movies i didn't you know weren't i can't really claim to be like into it or really Mm -hmm. a knowledgeable fan because i really haven't seen enough and Mm -hmm. to see enough it yeah it's it's a Mm -hmm. lot it's so much yeah and the intertwining of the movies while cool on one hand it's like well you know because i think that might be part of it why you know sometimes i've watched one of the later ones, it's like, well, I haven't watched the 12 movies leading up to this. Right,
0: yeah, You, you know. are correct, Adina. And
2: Carly.
0: And Carly, <laughs> and Carly uh, definitely. Um, <laughs> when the Endgame came out at the El Capitan Theater here in Hollywood, which is owned by Disney, it's a wonderful theater. If you ever get here, you have to go see a movie there because they have a theater organ <laughs> that is kicking. Wow. I love theater organ nice. music. Anyway, when Remember they had the that Netflix. movie came out, Disney offered a package you could buy for, I think it was $60 and you watched the 22, excuse me, the 21 movies prior to Endgame in the theater, one after the other. Because the thing about the MCU is it's in chronological order. Mm -hmm. There is a canon. And that's the thing that we love about Star Trek. Because Mm -hmm. there is a canon. It's even those you know in star trek things have been brought out out of order in some cases with discovery and and strange new worlds and even enterprise but they still are intertwined
2: they're intertwined but you could miss a whole bunch mm. and still watch an episode or movie and and you can still get into it without having you don't have to see all of it yeah. to appreciate all of it you know oh, you yeah. can, uh, it, you it know.
3: depends I, this is a whole other thing but i think it depends on what you're watching like if you're watching tng it's probably a lot easier but if you're saying you know i don't want to watch star trek for the first time probably don't jump into ds9 season five because you're going to be sure but it just depends but yeah no. but I, you I could the,
2: jump in to star trek the next generation season yeah. three or season five or Oh season yeah seven, that you should have no issue with fine. That. Yeah. You know, and that's that's to be a, a yes. Uh, DS nine that was much more serial is a little bit a little bit different, but most of the rest of Trek, you don't mm-hmm. have to. you,
3: yeah, know, you, you don't, don't have, have to. to
2: have the commitment to really appreciate all of it.
3: I think mm-hmm. the thing about MCU and like the w- reason I've been able to keep up with it is just because my buddy and I, it's like okay, new MCU coming out, movie comes out, all right, we're going there on a Friday night and we're going to watch it. But mm-hmm. I think it's one of those things. Don't ever like. I understand if you want to be a crazy fan, you can do the, what is it? 22 movies before end game all in one go. Mm-hmm. I would say your best bet if you want to get caught up is just try to watch them over a period of time. Like maybe watch one a week for the next year for the
2: and next. Then you, yeah. Like that's, yeah. it's a
0: well lot. It's a lot
2: of time. That's a lot. That's,
0: that's what my, my daughter's boyfriend, Alan is doing actually fiance, excuse me. Uh, her fiance, Alan's doing, he's, he decided he's going to watch them in order now. And so that got me to thinking about this question or this discussion that he is one who wants to see it in order and you have to, you know, the order is out there and each film builds upon the last one. Um, so there is, there is Canon there in these films. And it even goes into the TV series like shield and agent Carter. And all those are all yeah. tied into the entire MCU. Mm-hmm.
3: But that's a whole other issue is like, when when say Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. came out and same with Daredevil and Jessica Jones those mm-hmm. TV shows were part of the MCU but then it seemed like partway through S.H.I.E.L.D. and maybe partway through some of the Netflix shows d- like the MCU like the movie division was not getting along with the TV division and then somehow they've said that's not canon mm-hmm. it's it's really weird it, it gets complicated. You're
1: absolutely uh, I, right I just decided I'm not going to watch Thor Love if I've got a If I've got to do laundry and build a puzzle and do other stuff, it's probably not a movie I'm going to waste my time on. But more power to anybody who likes it and thinks it's great. I'm not. So so I had a lot of fun.
3: (laughs) I, I had a lot of fun with it, but I think that's the problem for me is that it doesn't like build into anything. It's like, you could probably watch the like movies that are coming out after love and thunder and basically be caught up and not have to worry about what happened to love and thunder. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think it's definitely like it's not a movie that you, you need to watch right away. I think there's a lot of other MCU movies that you should catch up on yeah. that I think are more worthy of your time. And then maybe and, if you get around to it, maybe watch an honest trailer for Thor, Love and Thunder and you'll get there. The plot. You go. I'll you'll do
1: get that. the gist. I can do that.
3: I'll
1: fold laundry then,
3: too.
0: besides yeah. again, the movies. You also have all the TV series, mm-hmm. which we've mentioned about S.H.I.E.L.D. and, and Agent Carter. But you've got a couple of really good spin-off movies, like a TV series, like WandaVision.
2: Oh, that mm-hmm. one's amazing. Which is phenomenal. I haven't phenomenal. seen yet.
0: Oh, my. I've,
2: I've heard great Christina, things about that one.
0: If you love situation comedies on TV. I do. <laughs> then this, this series is an homage to all the situation comedies. Mm-hmm. Every episode deals with situation comedies from a different decade. And since Brian, you love Dick Van Dyke, mm-hmm. they do a Loved beautiful they do a beautiful homage to Dick Van Dyke. I, I, was, I you
1: could have sworn the set was identical.
0: Yeah, it was beautifully done, and you got like uh, the actor um, Bellamy Bell, mm-hmm. um, Paul Bethany.
3: Oh, Paul Bethany.
0: Paul Bethany. He has the comedic chops to do a Dick Van Dyke rendition, and. Wanda it's just it's just great and then you you had Loki the series I love Loki there you go so you've got something I haven't
1: watched
2: that I I like Loki I
3: just couldn't deal with the shirt thing this is this is like my nitpick (laughs) with Loki is that he's going through all this stuff but yet his shirt is never untucked ever at any point in the film it's and such I, a the series i loved uh, <laughs> i can't deal I, with i
1: it. loved the quirkiness in the yeah th- th- that of course had a different type of humor in it my wife could not get into it i oh. i watched i think i ended up watching that on my own oh really but it is different in in a little far out there to a to a degree, but. I just I thought it was fantastic. It was, I, it was I liked it a
3: lot. Yeah. I liked it a lot, but I feel like I should have liked it more because like when I talk to most people and like the consensus is that Loki is probably the strongest of the of the new shows. Mm-hmm. Whereas I liked Loki a lot, but I think for me my favorite was WandaVision, even though the WandaVision's ending with no spoilers wasn't as yes. uh great. And that's I actually something too if we want to take it to another challenge with the MCU. Is that a lot of the best, like even the best movies in the MCU, TV shows included, where first and second acts are amazing. But mm-hmm. MCU, I find, has a has difficulty landing that third act. Yeah, where it's I like agree a, with the you resolution that, and the final battle is never quite as good as it could have been. It's okay. like
0: the the final battle in Endgame. It's just like they brought all the characters together. They have this gigantic battle and nothing. It's what was that line from Shakespeare? Noise, sounds, uh, noise, and music, and signifying nothing, or something of that nature. See, I. It's I'm funny you yelled s- at for that one.
3: It's yeah, it's funny you bring up Endgame because I actually thought Endgame was one of the few movies where they landed really well. Really. And I loved the third act because, like, there is no better hype moment than when the heroes return, and it's so great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except, I. Uh, I'm glad no one heard this at the theater, but I like was really. I guess we're going into full spoilers again. Of so course. when, yeah. So when everybody comes back when they reset and everybody that vanished during the snap comes back <clears throat> and the first portal opens up, I thought it was going to be strange. Strange is my guy. I saw Black Panther. I yeah. booed a little bit. Oh. No one heard me. <laughs> so I was like, oh, we're strange. Come on. Strange. <laughs> Cause I, I like Black Panther, but I felt for Black Panther, he and I've heard this criticism a lot that he was like the least interesting part about the movie. Um,
0: well, they kind of threw him in at the end like they had to. Because, yeah, right. Because the movie did so well. Black Panther did really well on the theater. Uh, oh, but, it
3: did really well. But I yeah. felt like even when you look at Black Panther, the like the first like the movie, it's like I think he was kind of underwritten and he didn't he got a lot to do, but he wasn't the strongest aspect. And so I didn't connect with him. And so when I saw it was Black Panther, I was kind of like, uh, I was, I was really hoping it would have been Strange. But then Strange showed up shortly I, after. I loved. And I, was good.
1: I loved. When we're talking about television series, mm-hmm. I loved Hawkeye. My wife Hawkeye and I both fun. really enjoyed Hawkeye. Um, we also enjoyed um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Thought that, yeah, was, that one was a very engaging show and story. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know what I'm digging about some of these television shows is that they're not necessarily making them to run season after season after season. They're telling a story mm-hmm. in, in Hawkeye and Falcon and the winter soldier and telling a pro, you know, a longer story, but <clears throat> in s- serial form. I love that. And I was reminded, let's see if I can find it here. Um, have has anybody watched moon Knight?
3: oh, no, I, oh I apologize i i feel like i have to keep apologizing for this because i watched it all right i shouldn't say i watched it. i didn't watch it and like my buddy would always be like have you seen moon night yet i'm like nope i have not
1: you know you I know I've, probably it. Won't I've watched it. star it stars oscar isaac of dune fame and also mm-hmm. i mean he's been in all the star wars films you know mm-hmm. he, he played uh What's his name? Come on, somebody help me out. Uh, Uh, Poe Dameron. Poe Dameron, and it's got Ethan Hawke in it. Mm -hmm. Really? Yes. Right, yes, okay. This is, I'm going to venture a guess. I've watched the first episode, but it's got some disturbing, it's perhaps one of the darker of what they put out on television, at least, Um, because it's Egyptian stuff, weird stuff from Egyptian History and artifacts and stuff and what's going is on. on?
0: Netflix or where is it? On?
1: It's on Disney. This
3: is on, yeah, this is on Disney. Disney Plus. Plus. Disney Plus. So, okay. Oscar Brian Isaac's
1: Morning. is fantastic. Unlike anything he's done before in mm-hmm. this film, it's his in episode one at least because that's all I've watched. I mean, Emmy worthy in my opinion. Uh, Someone's <laughs> heard- acting.
3: So I've heard episode one is amazing, but it just can't quite continue that with the rest of the ones. So I do need time to, to actually it. watch it. No. I haven't also I haven't like watched um much of the other Miss Marvel, which I've heard really good things about.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And I have to catch up on She yeah, Hulk as that well.
0: So. Okay. Oh. Adding adding things I'm to the list well, this is still so long uh, She Hulk. <laughs> it's hilarious yeah so i saw because the first they episode. drop the fourth wall she turns and talks to the audience oh yeah that really be the first and one she's so. there's two different they're doing the luferrigmo bit where there's an actress who plays she hulk and then there's another actress who plays the character that is <laughs> that turns into oh, her really and they have they have they have well, they make fun of everything and it's very, very funny.
3: I think it's her though. I think it's the same actor that plays both really? parts really because I yeah. thought they
0: listed the during the end credits. They had two different actresses listed.
3: Oh really? I gotta check that, but I'm I pretty sure it's internet. it's the same same actor who plays both parts.
0: But yeah, oh. I gotta I
3: gotta go back because my yeah, Dylan and I we watched the first one, we liked it. Yeah. But we think that's kind of our like our midweek show. Like we'll we'll try to like do uh mm-hmm. like do a zoom and uh watch party thing we're like let's idea. connect if, if and then you're a legal we'll just, expert
0: like, i wouldn't uh i wouldn't watch it because i'm certain they've made a lot taken a lot of liberty yeah she was
3: i was like so how are you feeling about some of this law <laughs> stuff and she's like ah, i'll accept every it.
1: every lawyer show every police yeah. drama every military show or film the real people who live it are <laughs> like for crying out loud okay
2: so <laughs> exactly according yeah to imdb there's the woman who plays jennifer walters she hulk and then there's another actress um i'm not sure if i'm going to pronounce her name well malia aria Mm -hmm. and she's listed as the on set she hulk reference
3: oh so i see so maybe it's because it's like they need to have another person so they can
0: Right, I don't know. I, I thought was, I had a really yeah. good thought. It was kind of cool thing in my that, head, but I got from nothing. The original TV series of the Hulk. You had David I know X- what that is. Mm-hmm. No, here's
1: what that is, folks. Okay. Is if I'm, if I, if I'm, Adina might be to look up the information. The onset reference is neck down. They're digitally imposing the actual actress's head mm. into her, so they have someone else who is quite fit and more muscular. mm Hmm. So that person is actually on set. You're seeing her actual body, right. but they're digitally imposing the face of the actress who, who, when she's not She-Hulk. I mm-hmm. bet that's what that is. Well, oh, you're probably that, right, sounds, that sounds
0: plausible. That's what plausible. They, they did with uh, Ruffalo playing the Hulk. You've got his essentially his face, and that's about all you've got. The rest is all digital creation, which is one of the other issues I have with, the mcu is it's becoming more of an animated film than a film okay yeah you know and and that's that's where if you have a computer and you have unlimited funds it becomes you lose the story and you're only interested in the um what else you could throw on the screen which is why you see 45 minutes of uh credits of all the digital people who work out there and give them jobs. Thank goodness, you know, but yeah, it becomes more of an animated film than it is a film.
3: Yeah, it definitely is very reliant, like heavily reliant on special effects. Yeah. Um, which I understand why they need to, because of the stuff that they're doing, but mm-hmm. there is an element where it's like, oh, it does take away from it a little bit. Like I've even noticed, and I'm not sure if this is a hundred percent true, but I've even felt like the quality of Iron Man suits have gone down when they started becoming more, animated elaborates. but i don't know if that's true or not
0: no i agree with you yeah i agree with you you know they well we have nanotech so the helmets can disappear
3: i like the nanotech stuff the nanotech but, is cool but like when you <laughs> actually see the physical suit it doesn't look quite as good as it did back in 2008 when i guess they had to rely on more of a practical suit than mm-hmm. something but they could do
2: the creating the suit and the details of the suit were kind of more important to, you know, that in, in that origin story, they were already like part of that. So I feel like they had a reason to focus on it a lot more where in the later movies, okay, you know, he's got a suit, the suit does all Mm -hmm. the magic done, you know? Right. So I feel there's a big difference of how the suit played into the story.
0: And that's one of the reasons why I I had to change my mind because the originals, the suit, he builds in the Iraqi desert, Mm -hmm. if that's where he is or wherever it looks like what the iron man suit was in the comics Mm. that the helmet and so on that's where it felt like okay we're we're that that was interesting how he put it together and then also how he goes through the process of creating the suit with all the mistakes and all the errors and all the testing as you know adina that goes into Mm -hmm. trying to make some technology work really well as we're learning about our poor Artemis spaceship, which might have to go back to the shop <laughs> to have some tweaks well, to it. Well, yeah.
2: again, there's a hopefully mm-hmm. by the time this this episode airs, maybe yeah. It'll have a yeah. I hope.
1: Can so. I ask a I hope question? So. Yes, please. As I don't know why I'm raising my hand. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, <laughs> you
0: guys are the only ones Ryan. that care. I can see you. are being <laughs> respectful of your... Uh, uh, excuse you. me, excuse me. You know.
1: uh, I haven't done that one single time in all 30-plus episodes we've recorded. <clears throat> I'm raising my hand all of a sudden. like. That's okay. uh, but I feel like I'm learning here, like I'm a student in a classroom, to um, you guys, the teachers here. <laughs> and I am your Padawan in this episode, is... <laughs> And just about made Steve spin out did spit out his drink.
0: Cake. <laughs> <did a> spit <laughs> cake. But do you I don't cake. I, <laughs> uh,
1: I do not. But I recently just cut off. Nice. I like a lot that. of my That's hair. Actually, now I'm cool. doing the spike thing.
3: Do you have a boombox? You to a I'm, I'm wearing it. A, me, I'm
1: still a hat guy, but I've I spike and do kind of the. What do you call it? So, the, Faux Your hawk kids
0: probably still, love you so over that
3: please take, Go on no. a bus with a boombox Right
1: right no. see here's the thing I cut this is taken this isn't why I raised my hand but yeah. we're here <laughs> uh, is, is I cut my hair Like this uh, Last week sometime did it right Before the kids got off the school bus And my da- they get off the bus And they're stunned And my daughter walks by slowly Turns her head as she's walking by And says I don't even know Who you are anymore <laughs> And, I love it. I and love my, my son, she's, uh, she's eight years old and my it. son goes, you look weird. <laughs> <laughs> and so just very nonchalant, you know, um, now he can't stop rubbing every time we're snuggling or singing. He puts his hand up here and rubs the back. him. But anyways, that's neither here nor there. Um, okay. But uh, is there I'm asking a, tr- a real question here. I'm not sure. trying to be a smart aleck is <laughs> okay. as far as what I'm about to ask. Okay. Do fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe – did I say that right? Yeah, well, nailed it. 100%. Okay. 100%. Is uh, – I can say that, but I can't say Adina's last name right. Is, no one can say my last name <laughs> right. It's okay. I and, did. Yeah. Steve's the man. <laughs> and so are the fans of the Marvel Cinematic Universe – are they as nitpicky as Star Trek fans and Star Wars fans Ooh. are? Do they care about how things link up and what was done in this film to what they're saying in this film or the TV shows? Do they care as much about that as us Star Trek fans do? Or do they just are they just along for the ride, give me more...
2: Like Marvel. any any fandom, you will find all types. You're going yeah. to find the people who are the nitpicky people. You're going to find the people who don't mm-hmm. care. You're like in any fandom. Yeah, you got all of it. You yeah, all no, I think of
3: it. it's interesting because you have a combination where you have the people that understand, that either understand that the MCU is separate from the comics or, like myself, understand that, but also don't know ton about the comics. So they could appreciate all the changes. And then there's like people with some have issues with what they've changed from the mm-hmm. from the comics to the movies. And then like of course Garman there's actually like there's like timeline issues that people have like we love to nitpick in mm-hmm. MCU. Like um uh with amazing, not with amazing spider man Spider-Man Homecoming. There's like a, a prologue that takes place just shortly after the event of Avengers of the first Avengers which is in 2012 but then their timelines when they're like eight years later it doesn't add up to when it should actually be taking place so there's stuff like that that people nitpick but mm-hmm. I'd say yeah if you get a bunch of like basically we're all nerd like not all of us are nerds but I mean anyone who's heavily into a fandom like myself are gonna get mm-hmm. nerdy about it sure, and sure. we like to and we'll so definitely nitpick like okay this doesn't quite line up and there's challenges because like all things all fiction it all evolved so things that happen now in say a movie might not specifically or might not perfectly line up with something that happened 10 years ago just mm-hmm. because 10 years ago when they established something they didn't anticipate that they would still be doing it, or they didn't have the story mm-hmm. oh right, right, right so there's stuff like that that's gonna it's like the the infamous like well how does data have a flotation device when you sank you know there's stuff like that that shows mm-hmm. up which i loved and hated
1: yeah mm-hmm. it was a funny We're gonna talk about data I it was a great gag but it was stupid it, it was but stupid. it made me laugh i was like yeah ah, that's really great
0: <laughs> one of the other things that came out of the the mcu or actually i don't know if it's the mcu i really am gonna say it's 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 joss whedon when he did mm-hmm. the avengers one of the things that people do when they go to the movie theater is as soon as the movie ends, they get up and they walk out of the theater as quickly, almost like their car is on a meter out on the street and they got it. They didn't put enough quarters into it. (laughs) And so Joss Whedon then rewarded us with the, one of the funniest scenes in I've ever experienced in a movie was at the end of the film, after all the credits, you see all them sitting in a blown out restaurant eating shawarma Mm
3: -hmm.
0: not saying a single word and just looking miserable just looking miserable or like oh my god that was a fight (laughs)
3: like what did we (laughs) just do
0: and that goes and that goes back to an earlier scene in the film where Tony Stark says hey come on why don't we just have some shawarma and talk about it you know and so he put that at the end of the film that to me became the shawarma scene yeah and Whenever I go to see a movie, I expect to see something like that. Some little tidbit at the end mm-hmm. to reward you. Yeah, like, Me- a,
3: like you mean like an end credit or do you mean just like something funny? Well, As they a, start
2: the credits and then there's like, you know, something.
3: Yeah, right. there's usually like an end
2: credit. Yeah. I mean, that's it. become a normal thing. I feel like like now we expect there to be
0: something. And that's you why know? at the end of Endgame, there isn't one and people were upset. Mm-hmm. yeah but there yeah, wasn't yeah. a shawarma scene and one of the funny things is we went to go see uh, my wife and I had to go see some other movie and so we did what we did we sat through the credits like we always mm-hmm. do and when the movie ended there was just us and like three other people in the theater and I stood up and I said what no shawarma scene and this woman turned around and she said yes because she mm-hmm. was yeah. looking for it as well so they created that reward
3: so yeah. now I wonder do you think that's problematic because I'll give you an example, which is okay. probably a weird example. I should not have expected this from this movie, but I saw the Elton John movie, which I liked a lot. Mm-hmm. And I had this, I don't know why I was hoping this. I love also love hollow notes. And I was hoping that they would do like an MCU thing where they would like somehow have Elton John interact with either hall or Oates or something to signify, Oh, I mean, maybe it wasn't even them, but I was hoping it'd be them specifically. But like something that would signify okay, there's a sequel to this movie coming out about a different artist, but in the same style. Where what I'm basically like, the whole point I'm making is I feel like now I'm expecting it in so much mm-hmm. that it's not fair when I go to a movie and I shouldn't be bummed out when it doesn't connect to something and there's no end credit scene because that's not what the movie's supposed to do. It's okay for a
2: movie to be a movie.
3: Yeah exactly. and I'm having yeah. to like readjust to that yeah. because not everything has to connect spoiled. Feel... Yeah, the exactly. Only... So I've been spoiled by MCU yeah. for the past decade. Chris and that
0: that's always been like, thing to connect. instead of saying oh. uh, uh, James Bond will return in "Diamonds are Forever," you know and you're, oh okay, good, good. We're going to meet another James Bond movie, and they would just put that at the end of the film, you know. Chris. Yeah. but then, then at the end of um, uh, Ferris Bueller's day off, uh, da- at the end of the film. He turns the audience and says, What are you doing here? Yeah. These little things have been there
2: for a while, but like I feel like they're, yeah, they're more and more common. And, you know, pretty much like every movie that my kids watch, they know that it's there and they wait for it. And Mm -hmm. yeah, and it's fun.
0: I think it is because it forces you to sit and watch the credits of all these people who work very, very hard and often don't get recognition. Right. You know, and uh,
3: Chris. So I gotta hear.
0: I gotta I'm sorry,
3: <laughs> hear Brian's comment. What's That's your so favorite good. Elton
1: John song?
3: My oh, favorite Elton John. See, I, I enjoy Elton John, but I wouldn't say I have a favorite. Like, okay. he's he's a guy that like he's just anti climactic. But if you're gonna ask me about Holland No, it's all I can get into. Holla. Oh, no, okay, okay. All the don't time. Don't go, Come on, it has to be
2: Rocket Man. Heart. Rocket Man.
3: is ah. good, but I just Rocket feel like, like I enjoy his songs. Oh, you but did I'm that good,
0: like, Adina. Come
2: yeah. On. Well. See, I was thinking oh, of the William boy. Shatner version.
0: Oh no, please don't! <laughs> don't do that. see the version that, that
3: comes. To, see, the version that comes to mind is the Stewie version. Professor Stewie, guy,
2: he's yes, making of fun of William, William Shatner. Shatner doing yeah, it.
0: Yeah. But, uh, that's a
2: that's a great version. People have to find that if they don't uh, know that. they have to find that on YouTube, but. First, you have to one be a fan of Family Guy, just at least, or at least be familiar with Family Guy and know who Stewie mm-hmm. is, uh, and two probably also know about William Shatner and his lyricism or his interpretation of mm-hmm. several songs, and it's which is so fun.
0: Go look up Golden Throats. There's Golden a, throats. a CD throats. of collection of with William Shatner, and you've got Leonard Nimoy, and you've got. Uh, John, you've got all these. Di- you've got Sebastian cha- uh, Sebastian Cabot reading uh, Bob Dylan lyrics, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious because all of a sudden you hear the lyrics, and you go, "My God, this is this this character in the in the song is horrible." Who mm-hmm. it ain't me, babe. Who it ain't me, babe. It ain't me you're looking for. It it all of a sudden takes on a different quality than the uh, than the actual song. Oh.
2: Okay, I'm just going to say that I looked up the golden throats, just so folks know. So William Shatner does Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds, which Mm -hmm. I've heard before. Mr.
0: Tambourine Man. Mm -hmm.
2: Leonard Nimoy, If I Had a Hammer,
0: Mm -hmm. which I
2: have also was aware of. But here's what I was not aware of. And so I'm going to try to listen to this at some point. Muhammad Ali sings Stand By Me.
0: Oh, okay. I don't have that one on yes, my. Yes, I secret. know that
2: one. That one's a le- outside of our <laughs> sci-fi, you know, like bubble. Uh-huh. But I still need to. I want to hear that one, so I'm going to listen it? to that later.
3: Okay. Is it time for a Bilbo Bacon tradition? Oh we gosh! There you go.
0: No, Bilbo, no, people don't know Bilbo. the Letter no,
2: Nimoy singing the Bilbo Baggins song again. Go to YouTube, type in Letter Nimoy Bilbo oh. Baggins, and you will not be disappointed. And and try
0: it's not just bad; it it's also the backup singers, the girls that are in the backup mm-hmm. singers in it that are just horrible. It's it's why I don't like the seventies. And <laughs> you kids were lucky; you didn't live gr- you didn't live through that. I lived in I, the seventies. How old were you in the 70s?
2: Um I remember the 70s. Well, okay. here's the thing. I have memories of the 70s. So
0: I I, I have I have PTSD about the 70s. <laughs> I uh I, I'm I don't need to get That's on too many a tangent people. here, but we... but Abba, oh my goodness. I love is, Abba. Oh no, I love <laughs> Mamma Mia.
3: <laughs> I'm a Mamma Mia fan. I love no, those no, movies. No, no. Mia, I want Mia. to be in it.
0: Oh, I want no. to be wrong, Mamma Mia. No, no, I I <laughs> wouldn't. I, I went on a driving trip to the '74 uh, uh, World uh, uh, World's Fair, and my friend purposely put Waterloo on every cassette. I love Waterloo. Somewhere Perfect. just to drive me crazy. Waterloo. <laughs> okay. Anyway, we're getting off on at a tangent. I'm work. sorry, folks. Let's get Chris. back to the MCU.
1: Chris, yes. MCU. Your favorite Neil Diamond song? Go. Oh,
3: God. That's not an uh, MCU question. I don't even think I can answer. Like. I wish nah. I could be like oh there's Never so mind. many okay no, real just... quick real okay quick since if you said could that,
2: choose Steve. one MCU character to sing a Neil Diamond song oh and why is it not Paul Rudd?
1: <laughs> I would say Paul Rudd. Uh, that's a good answer.
0: That's Paul good Rudd answer. is great. He he his actually his character of Ant Man is very funny. Mm-hmm. Yes, and he also looks like he's the same person he was 40 years ago. <laughs> right. He doesn't. He you does know what? A zillion years
2: ago when he married Phoebe and friends.
0: Yes. Right,
3: that's right. What's funny even... about Paul Rudd and Ant-Man is that now people have picked up on the whole Baskin-Robbins thing, and people have made it a big deal that he also gets Baskin-Robbins in the new Ghostbusters film. People are like, oh, are they connected to the MCU because he has Baskin-Robbins again?
1: Re- remember when Robert Downey Jr., here's a connection here to Elton okay. John, okay? Remember when mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. was in Elton John's video, I Need Love? Yep. And he, it was in, I think it was Elton John's mansion. They took all the furniture out, and all the video was Robert Downey Jr. singing the lyrics as if he's Elton John walking through this incredible home. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to, I want. This is a call for Mr. Robert Downey Jr. to do the same thing to his favorite Neil Diamond song.
0: Because he is a listener of the Big Sci-Fi oh, Podcast, yeah. isn't I he? I can
3: guarantee you. He's listening. He's excited. <laughs> he just looks forward to us every I day. Need love. You know, I I
2: remember co- when that Iron Man movie was coming guy. out. Yeah. I, I was very nervous that, that I was not going to accept Robert Downey Jr. as Iron oh, Man. I, was, I think that was what I was really nervous about when that movie mm-hmm. was coming out. I was i was not expecting it to go as well as it did you know what it was brilliant
1: but while we're here too what a great comeback story robert jr phenomenal comeback now he's doing all kinds of things for kids Mm -hmm. he's using his fame and in notoriety especially as iron man to he i just i know i see video after video of him going to hospitals all over the place Mm -hmm. and just Mm -hmm. interacting with kids and Bringing some joy and happiness in the midst of their struggles mm-hmm. with cancer and sickness. So, yeah. shout out to Robert Downey yeah, Jr. Man, that is, and, it,
0: from a person who went to the depths of drug abuse, drug drug addiction, alcohol addiction, yeah. and to come out of that and become a better person, yeah. he really is Tony Stark. He really is yeah. in that sense.
3: And also with Tony Stark, like this is it also Robert Downey, but I think it's also the character. But is this is this the first time on film that we've seen a character who's as brilliant as Tony Stark? but also who's not like a nerd because I feel like remember watching it and being like blown away by you have this character who's super brilliant and is doing all these inventions, Mm -hmm. but he's also able to party Mm -hmm. and act normal where Mm -hmm. usually you're used to seeing if there's a character who is really smart, they're a nerd and they're usually going to be bullied, like in Spider-Man where it's like, okay, why is Peter Parker being bullied this mercilessly? He's not even doing anything that wrong. But then you have Tony Stark, who's like, I'm going to go, um, I I invent this, like, I'm going to invent all this stuff, but I'm also going Mm -hmm. to go to the casino and sleep around, which is like a weird combination that I don't think we've (laughs) seen up until that point, at least not on TV.
0: Hmm.
2: I can't, yeah, I can't think of.
0: I'll tell you this it's a really sweet story. Um, I don't know if I told this before, but um, I'm working at children's hospital, taking people to their appointments. The door, I get on the elevator, and this little boy, and he's wearing a Spider-Man outfit, I mean, head to toe Spider-Man outfit that you pull the mask over your face. And I turned a little boy and I said, that is one cool Spider-Man outfit. He goes, yes, Tony Stark made it for me. <laughs> That's how real it is. That's how real it is that this kid said Tony Stark made it for him. And that goes back to the Iron Man, the, the um, Spider-Man movie where Tony gives him the, um, his, his outfit to wear. So mm-hmm. I mean that's that's just I guess that's the beauty of these films is that they're relatable and the characters are likable and you know they 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 have a life of their own and that's that's really special.
3: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And I also think the two that I love about the suit that Iron Man made for Park or for Peter mm-hmm. is that I think it's the first time, and people were making a big deal about this. This is the first time in a movie where we've seen a logical reason that. Peter Parker was able to make the Spider-Man suit. Like if you go back to the Tobey Maguire movies, I love them to death. Spider-Man 2 is a movie I can quote endlessly, but it's just so weird that okay, somehow this random guy super smart is able to sew a perfect Spider-Man costume like with the materials that he would have a- had access to. So it was cool to see that all right, we're getting around all of that by just saying, "Well, Tony made him the suit." That's why it's that's why mm-hmm. it looks like a Spider-Man suit and that's why a kid who's 16 years old can make one.
0: Yeah, cuz they showed him in the film the the Tom Holland film where he's sewing and he makes his, you know, crude outfit. And then, right,
3: he makes the crude one and then then so there's a the logical reason that he gets the more mm-hmm. advanced one where Toby Maguire he has the crude one and then all of a sudden he has the perfect one. And it's like, "Wait, how, how does that work?"
0: Yeah. Well, there's that's little of the continuity, but again, it's, you know, it, it's not reality, so they oh, yeah. can get it's away a, it's, with it's that all, kind of Yeah, exactly.
3: It's all yeah. it's all fake. None of it's, it's real. It's
0: the other movie. thing that's also a, a link between all of the MCU, and this is going back prior to Disney, is the appearance of Stanley somewhere yeah. in the films. Mm-hmm. I mean, it used to be that was the big thing about uh Albert Hitchcock films. Where's Alfred? When's he gonna appear? Is he gonna be walking a dog across the set or something? And To me, when they came out with the film uh, Captain Marvel and in the opening, instead of showing all the Marvel characters in the words Marvel, they just showed Stan Lee and it was a beautiful tribute to him. But then later on in the film, when Captain Marvel's on a bus and there is Stan Lee sitting, reading the script from Mallrat which is where he appeared and explained about why Stan Lee is Stanley. Stan Lee. I, I just thought, you know, that that uh, that was always the one mm. thing we're never going to see again is we're not going to see Stan Lee in any de- these little cameos. And they made it special. And I mm-hmm. thought,
3: yeah, it was always a big moment. Mm-hmm. And then some of them, it's always like I remember like. I shouldn't say this is all the movies, but I feel like I've heard if there's a movie that isn't or doesn't have a good cameo, that becomes a criticism where it's like people look forward to the movie where or to that part of the movie where they Mm -hmm. will think about was the movie good or bad based on, not only based on the the cameo, but they're like, what is the quality of the Stanley cameo will Mm -hmm. impact their overall view of the film, which I think speaks to the fact that it really is an event. It's like, okay, when is he going to show up?
0: Mm -hmm. And when
3: he does, it's almost like not a joke, but it's a thing that everybody gets and we're all in on it. Together mm-hmm. and everybody understands what that means for the most part. Yeah, I, I, ha- I think Go again ahead, this
2: might know. just be uh, you know kind of for me. I don't know, not being terribly imaginative or creative, but I think my favorite Stanley cameos are the ones in the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Oh.
0: <laughs> That's actually I wrote that down when he is in the spacesuit and he goes, "Hey guys, you're my ride home. Mm-hmm. Right. I have more stories to tell." it's a beautiful moment it really is yeah you know? for
3: me for me it's the amazing uh i keep i, I keep saying amazing spider-man it's homecoming uh-huh. because i think like his line is funny but i think the setup is great where you see peter parker as spider-man trying to be spider-man but he ends up like taking out who he thinks is a thief is a guy that just locked his keys in his car he causes a ruckus and then you have stan lee come i was like hey what's with all the racket <laughs> and it's funny but it's like it it fits so well with that story where they're trying to show that this is a different this is really early on Peter Parker Mm -hmm. where he's not quite the hero yet and usually we're so used to like we get the if you compare it to the 2001 Spider-Man which I think is a touchstone for a lot of fans of Spider-Man at least in like with movies it's like you're used to maybe like one or two moments of messing up but then you get the montage scene where he saves a bunch of people you see the newspaper articles where it's like Spider-Man's a hero he's doing all this cool stuff but then you get uh homecoming Spider-Man, you see okay, he's it takes a long time for it get to, to get to that point where he's messing mm-hmm. up a lot. And then so it fits well with so it's not just like a random cameo, but it's he seems to build on the larger story mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. of what they're trying to convey. I Also just love I love anyone sticking out of a window going, hey shut up, what's with all the racket? <laughs> and then having a conversation with a random neighbor.
0: No. And that that's again that's you know that that's the beauty of The thing about the MCU is that they do have these consistent things that they would do that made you feel comfortable when you're watching them. You may think they're great. They may have worked. They may not have worked, whatever the case may be. But there was something to look forward to. Either it's the Schwamacy at the end or when Stanley appears in it and does his cameo. Or even the fact that you have cameos of various characters in different movies from other movies to give it continuity you know yeah. Tony Stark in Spider-Man or you end up having um or just mentioning him and it's the same thing we're going to go back to Star Trek it's kind of like listening to um lower decks and they boom 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 throw out little references all yeah. the time and you want to hear those references because they give it continuity they give it clarity or you feel like it's You know, it's a real world because you have all this interaction of various characters from different movies interplaying in various different films and so on. So,
3: Yeah. And I would say, like, if you think about the Hulk, like, it's not a good movie. But I think the saving grace of the film is the end credit scene where Tony Stark comes in and is talking to the general and he's like, hey you should think about machines next time or something along those lines mm-hmm. and so that was like the first like oh wow this is like this is actually legitimately connected to mm-hmm. each other so yeah cameos are always fine. how do we feel about art uh yeah cameos but how do we feel about the opening because i find like especially in the last i trying to remember when they came up with the new opening where you get the dun dun dun, 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 dun. and yeah. it just like it's so for me it just hypes like up the movie where you're like, I'm in, you get to look at all these cool moments and it gets, you get the goosebumps and you're like, all right, like the it's, same way that I feel like the uh, 20th century Fox thing, even though they mm-hmm. do it for all of their movies, but for star Wars, it was very much like, all right, we yeah. get that. And then we know star Wars is about to happen and you get excited yes. for it.
0: You're absolutely right about that. I, I agree. And that's, that's, that's a really wonderful thing. Yeah. Uh. Um, But anyway, um, I don't know. We could keep talking and talking about the MCU and Mm -hmm. we can go back and then go on tangents and so ever. But Mm -hmm. there's um, so
2: many hours. Yeah, (laughs) so many hours. hours.
0: So I think um, think unless there's unless anyone has any other um, last things they want to mention about the MCU, um, we can uh, wrap up our conversation.
1: I, I have one thing to say absolutely go ahead my name is brian donahue watch more star trek
3: (laughs) and watch both (laughs) so you can watch both you can have fun need more hours in the
2: day but i think i did add a few more things to the actually i Uh will will try to watch list including a couple of these movies that i haven't seen
0: yeah Uh, i would recommend please DM take a moment and wandavision wandavision yeah please you will be satisfied and very happy and it's
3: though. very sad very moving at the very end
0: yeah and it it's really also
3: is. really disturbing it's like what the heck is going on here yeah. it's it's all of it it's funny it's disturbing and it's sad so
2: you're gonna play with all my emotions great it
0: all will of be. your emotions will, it will do that it will do that
1: <laughs> cleanse the palate everybody by watching more star trek <laughs>
0: <laughs> Always going,
3: hey, I'm doing it. I'm it. now donating. You can't to go charity. wrong with watching more Star Trek. I you mean, know, I, I agree with Brian. Just to give an update on my Star Trek uh, charity thing, I'm up to $12, yeah. and it's like all for, right, you, so waiting for the end of the month because I watched a lot of Trek over the weekend. And then Dill was like, we were working on stuff, and so she had Voyager in the background, but I listened to it. So that's, a dollar. That as, that's a dollar. It was three that's episodes we watched. What go. was it? Uh, it was Faces Jetrell. And then 37s, or the 37s. Mm-hmm. Okay. And she well, was not like, she didn't really enjoy them.
0: The, the great racing announcer, Ken Squire, used to say at the end of every NASCAR race, and when the race comes to an end, the dials all go to zero. And in the case of the big sci-fi podcast, at the end of the broadcast, it always goes back to Star Trek. <laughs> Everything right, Brian? goes back to Star right? Trek.
1: Amen, brother.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, um, well, then I'm going to say thank you, my fellow podcasters, for, as always, another lively discussion. In the end, the MCU has changed the way we watch movies or TV shows. We have not even touched on DC films and the TV universe, and I will leave that to another day, and I will miss that day if you don't mind. (laughs) However, I can add on a personal note that the the MCU has done a better job in transforming comics into movies and TV shows than DC that the MCU has maintained a chronological order, as I discussed earlier, of events and timed them into a narrative of their storylines. So with that, if there's any other parting thoughts, as I already asked, then I will say in conclusion. And with that, we come to an end of another The Big Sci-Fi Podcast. As always, we thank you, the listener, for spending a little a ti- little bit of your time with us. We hope that the conversation has had a has a sparked your interest. And if possible, please share your thoughts on the podcast or any of our prior podcasts on our Facebook page or write us directly at the big sci-fi podcast at gmail.com. And thank you, Disney, for providing all of the MCU content on Disney Plus. You have made it easier for us to enjoy these movies and TV shows. And as always, I leave you with this parting thought. Look to the sky.